0: Jesus isn't surprised about anything. He understands that our deep need to be loved can sometimes become twisted and turn into a a self-seeking that uses others in order for us to be advanced in their eyes. And yes, so Jesus speaks to us about humility in today's Gospel. The context is that he's at the the house of a leading Pharisee, which is a very influential person in in the culture. And this leading Pharisee is is someone that people are trying to jockey position to be around, right? So all these people are there, and and Jesus notices that they're seeking to gain influence. They're seeking to, to sit in high places of honor. And that gives Jesus the occasion of preaching a parable about what it means to humble oneself, Right, So he talks about if you are invited to a wedding banquet, so already in this parable we get a sense of Jesus talking about the kingdom of heaven, because the kingdom of heaven is kind of like a wedding banquet, he's saying, uh, do not seek to strive after seats of honor, rather go to the lowest place. And if he who wants to honor you wants to bring you up, let him do that. But go to the lowest place. And he gives to us perhaps one of the most important teachings of Jesus in the Gospels. Actually, it's a teaching that he preaches multiple times. He says this, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. The implication is humbled by God. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. To be exalted by God. So I want to offer this morning four ways that we can humble ourselves so that we can position ourselves to be exalted by God in the kingdom of heaven. Number one, take the lowest place whenever you can in your life. To be the one who takes and and goes low below other people. And this requires a mindset shift. It requires us to think that and for us to be convicted that maybe perhaps we're not as important as we think we are. Right? Maybe we, we don't and we shouldn't really expect people to serve us. Maybe we shouldn't expect special treatment when we go places. And, and what that means is that, that we can humble ourselves to be a servant of others. I'll give you a couple concrete examples. Let's talk about dinners in general. When we're having dinners, try to go last to get food for dinner. Right? It might seem pretty obvious, but, but to really see that your role is to go to the lowest place in every circumstance... Maybe after dinner, there are certain people that that typically clean up, typically do the dishes. Choose to do that. Choose to serve and wait on other people. Try to take the lowest place. Another example is in our conversations. We should be trying to honor each other in our conversations. Try to hold up in dignity and honor the people at the table. Try not to be the center of attention. Try to focus on others. And maybe when you're honoring someone, have them go first. Do something for someone else so as to take the lowest place. Because what that does is it kind of orients our heart toward the same kind of humility that will lead to us being exalted. But the point is is to focus on them. And one of the things that's important for us to remember is that in the early church, this is something that, that Paul was saying, we need to compete with each other on. Try to outdo one another in showing honor. It's a good competition to have in your family, right? In your place of influence. To really be one who honors others and seeks and, and seek to, to go to the lowest place yourself. If you have a position um, of, of honor, or maybe a position or a high position or exalted position in your family and in your work, this is something you're gonna have to work on all the more. Because if you're used to being honored, if you're used to being exalted in the minds of others, if you're used to being served, then you can begin to think that somehow you deserve it. Somehow you are owed this. And you begin to to expect other people to have that attitude towards you. And if you're not careful, you can begin to have an attitude of me not lowering myself to others, but me expecting to be served. This is a big temptation for those who have a lot of responsibility or, or who are held in high honor. As a priest, I am honored a lot and people honor me a lot, not because I'm awesome, right? They honor me because of the role that I play in the body of Christ as a leader and as a priest. So for example, when I go out to dinner, sometimes people buy me dinner. They, they, they take my check and they say, the waitress comes and says, someone has I've paid for your check. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> like, but, but there's a danger there, right? I can begin to think that the people I serve are meant to serve me. I can begin to think that, that ultimately it's really all, it's something I should expect. I should expect special treatment. And that's the kind of the ugliness of clericalism that perhaps we've seen in the history of the church. And so it can be very dangerous for me as a priest. I need to try to remember that this is God loving me, but it's not to change my internal attitude. It can be dangerous for us when we're seeking those things out. So, number one, make sure you take the lowest place whenever you can. Number two, receive honors and exaltations from others with humility. Part of the way in which we grow in humility is to humbly receive from others when they seek to exalt us, when they seek to honor us. And this is, this is actually an important thing to remember because if, if we're not trying to be exalted and people are holding us up and honoring us and, and, and really just thanking us for something we've done or really holding us in high honor, that it's our role to receive that with thanksgiving and praise to God and not for ourselves. So we need to resist a kind of a, a false humility which says, no, I don't deserve that. No, I, no it can't be for me. We need, we, we need to resist that because... Because in that resistance, sometimes the focus is not about the other person honoring, it's actually about us. We make it all about us. And when we do that, we somehow treat being honored and being exalted as if it's an evil. And God himself is promising that we will be exalted, right? And so we just need to make sure that we have humility about this. And one of the things that's important is that I actually think God at times wants Christians to be honored and exalted in our culture, why? Because he wants the world to see our good works, that, they, that the world might give glory to God, but also so that we can have influence to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth, right? So we, we want Christians to be in, in high honor in our society so that we can actually have more people think of Jesus, think of the church, think of, of God's goodness more. And so if we were to have a false humility and not receive it with humility— We would lose that opportunity to influence our culture and and our sphere of influence. So number two, receive honors and exaltation from others with humility. Number three, intentionally love those who cannot pay you back. Or, I'm sorry, intentionally love those who cannot love you back. One of the most important parts of this parable is what Jesus, after the parable, is when Jesus speaks to the one who hosts him, he said to him, He says to him, when you hold a banquet, don't invite your friends, your relatives, your wealthy neighbors. Rather, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. Why is Jesus emphasizing loving people who cannot pay you back in that love, who cannot love you back? Because this guards against the poisoned motive to use other people for our advancement. If I'm loving you only because what you can give to me, I'm not actually loving you, I'm actually loving myself. If I'm only doing something for you because I think you can do something for me, then the danger is, is I don't really care about you, I just care about what you can give to me. Jesus is calling us to a radical kind of love that's able to love others precisely when they can't love us back. That is the most holy kind of love. That is the purest kind of love. And that's what God invites us into. Now, of course, I'm not saying that Jesus is knocking business leaders that are networking with each other. He's not knocking strategic relationships in which there's a mutual benefit. What he's trying to get at here is is the human heart and its tendency to to exalt ourselves, our tendency to exalt ourselves over others. He wants us to see ourselves as servants, to humble ourselves so that we can truly see the other and love the other. The true test of greatness, therefore, is what? Your ability to love those who cannot love you back. That's the true test of your greatness. And that's the true test that I believe God wants all of us to remember. Because remember, Jesus is one of his most difficult teachings and the entire gospel. is saying, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But like, that, what? And right after that it says, if you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. We need to recognize that he's calling us to a kind of love and humility that the world around us does not have. He wants us to stick out in the kind of love that we have. And he, he wants us to enter into his humility, which ultimately what, is what this is all about. So that was number three, um, intentionally love others who cannot love you back. And number four, remember that God will repay you in heaven. Jesus continues. He says, blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. That's a promise. God promises that you will be repaid when you love people and they don't love you back. You will be repaid for all the times in which people have not noticed you. Where they have not thanked you. They have not loved you in response. And that's really consoling. Because when we look around at our world today we might see people who have been repaid. We might see people who have high status. We might, maybe they're government officials. Maybe they're people in our company. Maybe they're people in our schools. They have a high position and a position of honor. And we might think to ourselves, how in the world did they get that? They don't deserve that. And we can, we can really struggle with that. But in heaven, we might find that to be completely reversed. In fact, it might be the case that at the resurrection of the righteous... We might see the people that that have held high honor in this world, maybe even high honor in the church, and we might see that they have been humbled because maybe perhaps they were exalting themselves. And we might see the people that we've tended to look down on and have judged, maybe people without friends, people without influence in this world, without much connection and networking, people who don't attract us to them, maybe we'll see them exalted over us because they did everything out of love. You see, the truth is God is going to repay us and he's going to exalt us according to how much we've humbled ourselves. I know this is difficult. It's difficult for me. And, and one of the things that, that, I, that gives me some comfort is to recognize what Jesus simply is doing is, is inviting us into his, his own life. This is how he lived his life. He was exalted in, with the Father in heaven and he chose the lowest place. He chose to make himself less than us so that we could be exalted. He chose to love us when we could not and would not love him back. And God the Father rewarded him. And now he reigns with all of heaven and earth under his feet. He reigns as king on high because the Father is faithful. And so as we come to receive Jesus, who is our king, we see him once more lowering himself taking the lowest place, becoming in the form of bread and wine. He wants to enter you. He wants to love you. And if we allow him to love us, and we take seriously the call to humble ourselves so that one day in heaven we might be exalted, so that we can love those who do not love us back, if we can live like that, then we're well on our way to being exalted with Jesus in heaven.